And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here, and welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. First of all, sorry if there's a little wind noise behind me. It is a little breezy today, and I'm going to do my best to keep that away from the microphone and keep the microphone close to my face as uh, as humanly possible. So anyway, I'm pumped to take a few minutes with you guys here today and chat about something that is uh is and has been extremely valuable for me and my career in network marketing. So what I want to share with you today is something called the nine core steps. And this is something that I learned a long time ago, uh, actually. This is probably one of the first things that I learned in network marketing. Um, I learned this with the first team that I was a part of. And if you've been following the show for a while, you know, I've definitely referenced our first team before. Um, and when I say, uh, right now I'm referencing my first like upline team and the training system that we were a part of. Um, that's who I'm kind of referring to right now. And I learned a lot of really good stuff from them. You know, to this day, we are still friends with a lot of people on that team. I mean, uh, I would say some of my best friends in the world came from that team. Uh, and the primary reason that we are not a part of that company anymore in that team is because of MLM Rebels. The stuff that we do today with Rebels uh, isn't accepted by every company out there because we grow we grow the business a certain way. We do things uh, using automation, using funnels, using hyper-intelligent marketing tactics. Uh, a lot of companies and teams don't want to break away from the ways of the past, and so we had to part ways. But we still have a lot of love and respect for the people that we were a part of on that team, and we still wish them nothing but the best of success. So uh, there are quite a few lessons that I learned from them that we still employ today on our team, most notably leadership based lessons um, because you know a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the stuff that we talk about on this podcast is very marketing related it 's very acquisition related <clears throat> but um, truthfully, you know fifty percent or more of the business is is retention and leadership, you know, because if you're a really, really good recruiter, like you can grow a business so big that, uh, yes, um, like you could, like you could, you could have a really big ongoing business even without leadership skills. Um, but it just has to get super big to the point where you're not the leader. Someone has to be leading it. 
right? And so you basically can get to the point where you have so many leaders under you that you don't have to be the leadership. That's the only way you can get out of having an ongoing business without you being a leader. But my guess is most of you, you know, yes, you want a big business and all that stuff, but you also want to be the leader of that team so that you can influence that team in positive ways. Um, so that being the case, you have to learn leadership skills. And that's what a lot of the stuff that we learned from that previous company, that previous team that we were part of. So today, <clears throat> this nine core step concept um, came from that team. And really what it is, is it's taking the nine things that you need to do in your business on a daily basis and just boiling that, them down to the, 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 the most vital things that need to be done to grow the business big and then removing all the extracurricular crap, okay? Now, um, that's a really, really key part that we're not going to talk about today, but just removing the crap, removing the stuff that you shouldn't be doing. So notice I didn't say there's 900 things, there's not 9,000 things. It's not the 544 core steps. It's the nine steps. Okay, it's not the 67 steps. It's nine. And within each nine, of course, you might have to develop some skill sets, but you only really have to focus on the nine. And so today what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over these nine things, and then for the next nine episodes, I'm going to dive into each one more deeply. Um, And it might not be the next nine directly, you know, super consecutively, but it'll be, you know, pretty close to the next nine episodes. Now... Number one, you have to take these nine steps, and I don't care what you're doing to build your business, I don't care if it's strictly online. The reason I can talk about this now, uh, even with our current team, even though we build primarily online, is because these nine core steps translate to whatever method of the business you're doing. So if you're doing you know, ATM groups, fantastic. If you're doing the business like we are, very, very automated, very leverageable, scalable funnel systems to recruit people, great. If you're doing warm market stuff and you're just kind of like listening to this podcast to get a, like a different perspective, fantastic. You can use these nine steps for basically any type of method that you're building the business within. So the first thing you have to do is do these for yourself. You have to start applying these nine core steps for yourself, very consecutively, almost religiously. Then you want to start teaching your team to do these nine core steps, okay? Magic happens and true leadership happens when your message to your team is consistent and congruent, meaning it's the same message over and over again. How do, you, how do you create confusion and disunity? Different messages all the time. Or inconsistent messaging. How do you create unity and um, people that trust you and they want to follow you? By conveying a consistent and congruent message. You do that by having a path for people to follow. That's going to be the nine core steps. I'm, I'm literally laying this out for you right now. Okay, So, the first one is showing your presentation. Okay, this is um, ultimately the most important one. That's why it's number one. It's the first and most important vital thing for you to grow your business. So the first three are, are all about building your business. Okay, so the first one is showing your business presentation. We're going to talk about the details of that uh, in the next episode, but I would recommend at the very minimum two to five times a week. Okay, like minimum. If you're doing funnels and stuff like we are, like five is a complete and hilarious joke. If you're building the business like warm market style, five is going to be a lot. 
But if you can hold that pace for a long period of time, man, business is going to blow up for you. Okay, so the first one is show your business presentation to at least two to five new people a week. That's you personally. You're not counting your depth right now. That's you personally showing up two to five times a week. You're not focusing on recruiting. You're focusing on just showing the presentation. When you focus on showing the presentation, you remove a lot of the anxiety about sponsoring someone. You just focus on the action. When you focus on the action, that that anxiety is removed and you feel a lot lighter and you're more effective. That's number one. Number two is um, personal volume. Okay, so that is you personally purchasing product from your company. Now, what I would do, depending on what kind of company you're in, is if you're in a very niche company, let's say you're in like... You know, I know there's a lot of CBD companies popping up, like the hemp oils. You know, that's one of those products that, like, you're probably, you probably weren't buying that before you got in the business, right? You're buying it now. So, one of the really good things to do is look around your house and anything that you can convert to your current company. So, basically, like, one, like if we have, let's say we have cleaning products as one of our products, right? I'm going to look around my house and I'm going to get rid of like the shout cleaning spray. I'm going to get rid of the uh, Windex and I'm going to buy stuff from our company. I'm going to transfer everything over to our products. All right. Now, if you're in the CBD company, clearly that's not going to be a transfer situation because you probably didn't have CBD oil laying around. So in that case, you're just going to want to do as much personal support as you possibly can. There's probably a number that you teach in your business. Maybe it's 50 PV, maybe it's 100, maybe it's 200, whatever. Whatever that PV number is per month, just do that, okay? Now, don't ever go, I I never, ever have our team go like, like, like get into debt buying products, okay? You should only be buying products for what you need and you should be paying for them cash and stair-stepping your way to the goal if you need to. So for instance, let's say your team's goal is 100 PV a month. They teach everyone to do 100 PV a month of personal purchasing and you can only afford 40 PV a month. That's fine. Start with 40 and stair-step your way up month after month as you can. Now, if you're if let's say if you have um, let's say you have nutrition bars at your company and, and like one that's one of your products that you sell is nutrition like, you know, health bars. It's food, right? If you like, if you can only afford 40 PV, but you're going out to Taco Bell, like stop going to Taco Bell and support your business first, right? So I would like, if you don't have enough money to satisfy the volume requirements, make sure that you actually don't have enough money and you're not just making an excuse. Because if you are, if you think that you don't have enough, but you look at your bank statement and you're spending $400 a month eating out or 500 bucks a month eating out, like you have enough money, you're just putting it in the wrong places. You know, people tell me sometimes like, oh, I want to reach this certain goal, but actually they don't because what tells me more than anything, I don't even need to hear anyone's words, what they want to accomplish. Just show me your bank statement and your calendar and I'll tell you what you want to accomplish. If you say that you want to be successful or you want to build a big business, but you're spending $300 a month eating out and you've only showed two presentations in the whole month, clearly you don't. You're saying you do. So anyway, bottom line is hit your personal volume requirements, whatever they are. Number three is satisfy the customer volume requirements. If your company does not uh, have some sort of mandate to sell a certain amount of products to other customers before getting paid on your downline, you are likely in an actual pyramid scheme. So whatever that number is, hit it. Um, 
so if you have, you know, whatever, whatever it is, maybe it's, let's call it 50 PV, that's what a lot of companies are, it's usually half of personal volume, um, let's say it's 50 PV of customer volume stuff, sell the products, okay, do the work to sell them, either through funnels, whatever, using one of the tactics that we teach with funnels, or with, um, you know, whatever, sharing it with family and friends, whatever the case is, just satisfy it, and get more customers than you need, so you never, never have to worry about it again. So I think that's kind of self-explanatory, but in case you didn't know, once again, if you don't have enough, if you don't have customer volume on your team, you shouldn't be getting paid off of your downline. And if the company is not mandating some sort of customer volume requirement, once again, you are probably in a legitimate pyramid scheme. So you need to make sure that you're selling products, okay? So again, that's one, two, and three. That's sharing the business presentation and then doing your volume. As a reminder, you don't get paid in network marketing for recruiting people. You get paid when volume passes through the business. We're going to talk more about that um, in the next couple episodes, but just realize that you don't get paid for getting people. You get paid when volume moves through the business. Okay, so let's move into number four, which is your personal growth. So four, five, and six are all about growing you. So one, two, and three are about growing the business. Four, five, and six are about growing you. And then seven, eight, nine are more of the multipliers. So... Number four is listen. Five is going to be uh, reading and six is going to be associating. So listening, what do I mean by that? Um, The first thing I mean by that is being coachable. Okay, so you want to find your fastest growing biggest upline and listen to them. Submit your... um, Basically, submit your preconceived notions of what it takes to build a business to them and be coachable. Now, listen to my episodes about you know the difference between hyper-focus and um, basically thinking. Um, so you want to still want to think for yourself, but ultimately take their recommendations on building the business, okay? Because if, if they're currently growing now and if they're big, okay? So again, you, they have to be, they have to be growing now. You don't listen to someone who grew, who grew 30 years ago and think it's going to work today. It might not. So whoever's growing now, listen to them, all right? That's going to be one. Um, we actually, like, we just had, a, I don't usually answer any, like, support emails or anything like that um, for our customers, but we had a gentleman that was basically looking to, uh, like, circumvent the process that we put into place for one of our products. Like, it's a more of a mid-ticket product. It's not, like, entry-level. It's not our most expensive or anything like that, but it's definitely one that people are, you know, shelling out, shelling out a little bit of money for. Um, and essentially, it's a product teaching them how to build their own automated recruiting system regardless of what company they're in. So it's a pretty big endeavor and it kind of has to, well, not kind of, it has to be done in order, otherwise it's not going to work. And, and, um, this gentleman is a, is a really good dude. You know, I had a chance to speak with him at one point and, and I just happened to be opening, um, uh, my, my email. So like the email that says Zach on it, like, I don't, I don't actually check that one or answer that one um, unless it says it's me. So if, it, if you ever get an email from me and it says it came from Zach, like it actually came from me, like I wrote it or I dictated the exact speech that I was using for it. But generally, I don't, I don't answer it because I don't, it's just too, way too big. So I had to get into there yesterday for something. And, um, and I like literally as I opened it, this email came in from this gentleman and you know, he's a great dude. I know he's got the most amazing intentions, um, out there cause I had a chance to, to talk with him at one point. And, um, so I know he's an amazing dude, but he was basically trying to circumvent, uh, the process laid out in, in, in this particular course. And, and, um, you know, I was just had to basically, you know, kindly say like, Hey, like, like, you know, basically sometimes like 
sometimes <laughs> a coach isn't always going to be your best friend, right? A coach is going to help you get the result that you said that you wanted whenever you said that you wanted it. And you're hiring someone as a coach. By the way, when you when you link up with an upline, you're not hiring them generally, but sometimes you are, but you are telling them like, hey, I want what you've got, so please coach me. And a lot of times, coaching is not going to be comfortable for the student, Um like the best coaches out there, you know this if you've played sports, the best coaches out there are not always your best friends. In fact, they very rarely are. So yeah, you're going to be friends with people on your team, but honestly, your coach, being a coach is your, is your first priority. And that's kind of, I had to take that more of a, that priority, that stance with, with this gentleman. I'd be like, Hey man, like now I, I love and appreciate you. And in fact, I love you so much and want you to hit your goals so badly that I can't get you, give you what you want right now. Like, I know you want this thing. I know you want to circumvent part of this process, but like, I know what it takes to get results with this. And and you gotta you gotta basically do X Y Z, and um, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the 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 baby with a steak, right? Like is steak good food? Heck yeah, it's good food, right? It's amazing food. If you're if you're not a vegetarian, it's really good. But is steak good for a baby? No way. It's gonna hurt that baby, right? It's gonna be bad. So don't give steak to a baby. All right. So that's the first part about listening. The second part about listening is listen to. Um, uh, at least one motivational, business-specific, motivational training type thing each day. So, like, listen to an MLM, an MLM Rebels podcast each day. Uh, and when you run, you run out of these, listen to another MLM podcast. Uh, listen to another MLM podcast. One a day, right? Don't miss a day. Because whenever, whenever you think that you shouldn't listen to something is exactly when you should. That's going to be the most important time to really get your brain soaked up into the stuff you need to soak it into. So listen to one of those a day. Number five is reading. Read 15 minutes at least from some sort of business or success-oriented book every day. Now, for me, I started off at like, you know, 15 minutes, and the second it hit 15.01, I shut that baby because I was I hated reading, right? Now, I'm like a reading fiend. I, I read, like, I'm... I try to I try to get an hour or two a day in because it's just like it's just amazing how much how much stuff people pack in their whole success lives into a book. And we have the opportunity to basically get an entire lifetime of knowledge in that tiny little segment called a book, right? And so it's like the ultimate time machine is reading. So read at least 15 minutes a day. Next one is associate. Associate with your team. So I don't know if you're building the business physically, if you're building it online, whatever the case is, associate with them. If you're building it online, do Zoom calls on a consistent basis. I would recommend once a week. Get on the phone with your team. Now, me personally, I'm a huge fan of productivity. I'm not on the phone very much, but I do make the time every week to get with our team in a phone call environment. Um, And... When possible, if I'm traveling somewhere and I know one of my team members lives in wherever I'm going, man, you better believe I'm going to meet with them because that's going to create a relationship, right? Um, Also, if you're building a business in any sort of physical capacity, associate as much as possible. Now, am I saying, like, we, we took this way overboard with our other team. We would literally meet with our team three to four times a week. It was nuts. I mean, we were extremely busy. I mean, we also had an extremely tight team. Very, very, very few people uh, would quit and go to another company, like ever. In fact, I probably had one person in six and a half years go to another company, one. Um, So it's a really, really, really good way to build really intense retention. Um, But you want to associate. We'll talk more about that, of course. 
next one. So now we're talking about number seven, eight, and nine. These are going to be more catalyst type things and things that you should always be doing. You should always be doing all of these. Number seven is um, uh, attend all events, which is very much like association. Um, so anytime your upline or company puts on an event, you should go to it. I mean, uh, clearly I'm use your brain, you know, like if your company has an event in Japan and you're in the U.S. and you're not going to understand Japanese anyway, like do you need to go to the Japanese event? No. Um, so use your brain here, but attend all events that make sense. Um, and here's what, here's what I mean by if they make sense. If your upline is recommending you go, you should go. Or if you are the upline, if you have a large portion of your team going or a large chunk of a team down your downline, you should go. All right. That's and of course, you got to use your brain a little bit. There's, there's actually a reason why you shouldn't go. Uh, in some cases, if you don't want to take uh, uh, take light off of a leader in a particular market, but that's for another time. Um, number eight is integrity and accountability. This is something that pro- probably shouldn't even have to talk about nowadays. Or excuse me, it's embarrassing that we have to talk about it nowadays. But this is going to be super short. Just have integrity and be accountable to what you say. That's it. Okay. Don't say some, don't say you're going to do something if you're if you're not going to do it. Don't tell your upline that you're going to hit a certain PV goal if you're not. Don't like we took it so seriously. In fact, we we still do. Like we believe in the handshake approach, right? It, to like to the extreme. If I tell if I told someone like, hey, I will do this call with you. I'm going to do it. Like. Obviously, you know, do I have to reschedule things sometimes? Of course. Do things come up? Yes. But if I said I'm going to do something, like, you better believe I'm doing it. If I say, hey, I'm going to produce 1,000 PV this month, dude, I will not sleep. I'm going to get it done. There is no, it might not happen. It's, I'm going to get it done. That's, that's integrity. That's accountability. If I say, hey, I'm going to be at the next event, I'm going to go. Like, nothing will stop me. I will go. And you, you, we have to remember this. Whatever whatever you do, whatever you do to your upline, your downline is going to do to you. So if you create a consistent... Um, a consistent habit of not doing what you say, of saying you're going to do something and not doing it, of not hitting, you know, PV goals, not processing auto ships, not doing your presentations, your downline is going to do the exact same thing to you. Number one, they're going to see what you do and they're going to duplicate it. People don't do what you, what, what you say, they do what you do. The second thing is there's something called sowing and reaping. Whatever you sow, you shall reap. I mean, that's in the book. If you don't believe that book, that's fine. Most most people believe in some variation of karma. Whatever you put out there is going to come back to you. Um, in fact, I actually think it, it compounds. So, you know, if you put some good stuff out there, it will compound and come back to you. You put bad stuff out there, man, you're going to get an onslaught, right? So put good stuff out. Okay, next one is, uh, or I should say last one, is communication. Communicating with your team. Um, This is going to go both up and down. If you don't have a team right now, if you're just working with uh, maybe just an upline, then communicate with them. What I would suggest is communicating with your upline once a week. All right. Now, it doesn't have to be a long thing. You can 
It can literally just be a message where you send one message upline, right? And that's fine. Just send them a message. Send them a five-minute little voicemail. Send them a little email. Just communicate with them, right? If they don't know what's going on in your business, every time you need help, if you need to give them a 45-minute catch-up, like that's not productive at all. But if they constantly have little updates, they know what's going on. And when you actually do need help, they can help you. And again, what you do to your upline, your downline does you. So how nice would it be if your, if your team actually communicated what they were doing with you rather than calling you for desperate help? Preventative maintenance is always better than the fix. You're better to speak with your upline on a consistent basis so they can help you prevent problems than cleaning up problems. One of the hardest problems to clean up is, hey, I have got this great person that's been on our team for a while and they're quitting. Help me. That's too late. You want them to help you long before that. And most likely, if you would have got them results early on um, or continued sustainable results, they would not be having that conversation in the first place. So again, preventative maintenance is always better. Cool? All right, so those are the nine core steps. Um, we're going to dive into each of these in a little bit more depth uh, in the subsequent nine or so episodes. And um, I hope you uh, hope you found some find some value in these. Remember, I'm not like like am I putting our opinions and take and spin on these? Of course, um, but like this is th- these steps have been proven long beyond my existence in this industry. Uh, they work today. It's like they work today just as good as ever. Um, and it's not because tactics haven't changed. The tactics, you bet they've changed, right? When these were made up, people were doing home meetings, right? Like they were bashed on people's doors, inviting themselves in for dinner and then doing bump, you know, busting their presentation out on a napkin. Like, so the tactics have changed a whole lot, but tactics have changed a lot over the years since, since these nine core steps, um, were initially, uh, discovered. And when I say, I say discovered, not thought of because, um, when they were initially, brought into existence, they took some of the biggest and most intense top earners in the industry and boiled down the nine top things that they were doing. That's where these came from. Um, So I hope you get a lot of value out of them. I highly suggest you implement these for yourself and then implement them for your downline. And remember, one message, one message, not necessarily one method. You might have different methods on your team. That's fine. But one message one message is very important. And when your team is small, one method too. All right. So anyway, if you guys found value in this, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating down below. This That is like, it's the way that content producers like myself um, know to keep doing this. That's the way that we know what's working, what's helping you. Uh, if you like, for instance, if you leave a review, like number one, that, that Nate lets me know like, yeah, this is cool. I should keep doing this because I know I'm serving someone. If you don't like I don't, I don't know if this is helping or not, right? It's helping me because I'm the one saying it. Like, you know, I think it's good stuff, so I'll, I'll keep doing it for me, but I don't know if it's good for you. So re- leave a review and a rating. Let me know that you're enjoying it, that you're getting value out of the podcast, and um, that would be awesome. Also, if you'd like to, if you'd like to really dive in to using sales funnels for your network marketing company, go to mlmsalesfunnels.com. There's a private group that you can join. You answer a few questions you can join for free um, and really start this learning process out. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening and we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks.
Thank mm-hmm. you.